This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes out to iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. it they take care of everything, distribution, they help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. All right, it is a emergency podcast. You just got a new Section 336 this morning in your podcast catcher. But big news tonight, so we had to jump on the internets. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Doing great now, absolutely. It it, it is it gives a little uh, it gives a little excitement to this off season that's been so long. I had a I had a class meeting thing I had to go to tonight, so going out the door, I made sure to grab my uh, my reclaim the crown the crown t shirt, the Oriole t shirt, and my Oriole hat, and I wore it all there, and I'm like. People are going to want to talk about Alex Cobb. And then I went to this thing, and it was a bunch of old people, and no one cared. Mm, and that's a shame. no one knew. And then I realized maybe I'm a little bit on the edge. And maybe there are people out there that don't know yet that the Orioles signed Alex Cobb today. Um, do you have the details in front of you, Matt? Uh, no, the, the the last I heard it was going to be four years. Did they say? Did they say at fifty-four million? Fifty-six million. Fifty-six, and 56 I didn't hear any, any of the deferred stuff. But they said uh, some is deferred every year. But I didn't have those details been released yet. No, not yet. Uh, apparently, the official stuff will be dealt with tomorrow. But uh, Rock uh, mentioned earlier today that he was told that fifty-six is pretty spot on. Yeah. So and it was interesting because if you look at the kind of the projections at the beginning of the year, I put this out on Twitter. Um, like the fan graphs said the, the, the crowdsourcing uh, to see what most people think each player will make. And they projected, the crowds projected that Cobb would make four years and $56 million. Uh, exactly. So Wow. I mean, uh, and that's also, that's surprising. I mean, all right, it's, very, it's extremely surprising because it's the Orioles doing a four-year deal. The Orioles giving more money than they've ever gave to a pitcher. But it's also surprising because this offseason has not played out that way for pitchers. And, I mean, we had two weeks ago Lance Lynn signed one year, $12 million. So it's a surprise. Jake Arrieta signed a two-year deal. 
So it's a surprise yeah. that Alex Cobb holding out this long was able to get the money he wanted. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I mean, Arietta made 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 a lot more money in those two years as as he should have. He's got right. some options for yes. more. But the it this deal is surprising on a whole lot of levels. Um, I wonder how many of the teams were offering Cobb this kind of deal. It's just it's hard to imagine, and we talked about this on the show uh, just a couple of days ago. It was hard to imagine why Cobb is still a free agent. I still don't understand how Lance Lynn could only get a one year, twelve million dollar deal. Right. I, I don't understand but with the with the dire need of starting pitching, how all these starting pitchers last this long without deals surprises me. And and yeah, and I would think I think I heard one report, and I don't know if it's true or not, that the Orioles offered Lance Lynn. Uh, a little bit, even a little bit more uh, for one year, and, and they yes. can get the deal done. And and I'm sure the same thing is 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 true with Cobb. That if you're going to pitch for the Orioles, you've got to um, overpay. Yeah, you're playing pitching Camden Yards, and you, you, you let's 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 face it. You don't know if the Orioles are going to be a contender. If they're not a contender this year, you certainly don't uh, do. You don't know what's coming in 2019 to in 2020. So if if you're a pitcher, or if you're a uh, if you're the if you're a free agent, you have to be incentivized to come pitch at Camden Yards. Sure. And and so if we paid a little bit more for him, fine. But I don't it's not like we threw an insane amount of money. Like I think he got what he reasonably expected to get at the beginning of the offseason. It's a little surprising because not very many people got good deals and he ended up getting, I think, a fair deal. Right. But I'm not complaining. I'm happy that he's on our team. Oh yeah. I've been asking for Alex Cobb for Everything six months. So I'm excited. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I know, and, I, 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 and people give me credit on Twitter like you called it or something, which is insane and stupid. Because two days ago, Josh, when we talked, you had or yesterday was it yesterday? It was just yesterday. We, was, we did our episode yesterday. Yeah, and if you were to put a percentage chance on a, a percentage on the chances of the Orioles signing Alex Cobb, you would have said about one percent. I know you would have. I would. I didn't ask you, but, but, yes. but you were not optimistic that the Orioles were going to sign Alex Cobb. Well, uh, the good thing about yesterday's episode, if you haven't listened yet, is we did not get into the pitching rotation. We did not get into the Alex Cobb talk. Everything that's on there is still relevant. Um, is UMBC still relevant? Yeah, you can enjoy it a little bit. The uh, March Madness Twitter made a video promotion. Uh, high, you know how you would do like a highlight reel to some like dramatic music? Yeah. They just tweeted out this video, and I was like, oh, I want to see some of the highlights from the UMBC game. It was the highlights of the UMBC Twitter account. And oh, it was hilarious. dramatic music showing tweets that he tweeted over the past few days. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So so, so does, the, does the Alex Cobb deal, does that – uh, does that make us now contenders? You're more right. optimistic Hold than on. legitimate contenders. Hold on, back up a little, back up a little bit. Yeah. Yesterday, what? I would have said, I would have said, twenty five, thirty percent chance of this happening. Oh, it's, you liar! You liar! There's no way you thought there was a twenty five percent chance the Orioles would sign out. Scott. I don't I, believe. I wasn't. I wasn't going to give up yet. Twenty five percent is pretty low when I'm a pretty positive guy. I wasn't going to give up yet. Because of you the had fact. given up. You had moved on. You just said, I you. I think your quote was, I don't want to hear anything else about Alex Cobb. You had moved on. You were done with Cobb. You know, you know, Yesterday, you were done with him. You I, were. Was, I was, no, I was not done with Alex Cobb. I, I still stood by everything that the Orioles, in order to be a contender, uh, needed to sign Alex Cobb. I've been saying that since September. I was trying to go through the podcast real quick tonight to try to find a recording. I did find in November when we first started doing the 60-minute style intro. The yeah. very first one we do, I go, uh, the Orioles should sign. The Orioles need to sign Alex Cobb today. I'm Josh Roca. That was my very first 60 minutes. 
So yeah, I've been pushing yeah. the Alex Cobb, and yeah, I didn't call it. I've just been yelling that this is what they've got to do, and um, surprisingly, they did it. And do the, to your question, does this make me think they're a contender now? Yeah, as I said yesterday, I think there was a chance for magic on this team. You give me Alex Cobb, and I'm confident at 80 wins. You give me Alex Cobb and a little bit of magic, and that gets him up to 85, 86 wins. It took 85 wins to get that second wild card. I'm not asking for the AL East. The Yankees and the Red Sox are going to be better teams. But are we better than the Twins and the Indians? I think so. Where do you stand? There's, there's, uh, I saw some people, and it's hard to, uh, and I know where some people want to go with this. Some people want to go with this, that this actually, in in a way, makes our team worse because we're tricking ourselves into thinking that Cobb will make us competitive and we're still only an 82 win team. And so this is going to be further incentive to keep Manny, not blow up the team. But an, an 82 win team is competitive. But I'm saying, but who cares about competitive? We want to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. So and, and, World Series, right? and 82 puts you in that. Doing here? Yeah. But doesn't 82 wins put you in that conversation? No, no. It took 85 wins to get into the playoffs last year. Yeah. I think it's going to take more this year. And, and even that. No, 82. 82 is not getting in. Because historically, it's taken more than 85. It's taken the upper 80s. All right, fine. So more like 88 or 89. All right. And and, and, and does this get us to 80, 88 or 89 wins is, is the question. But, I, I mean, I would argue it's still the right move to do because uh, this is. Like we've talked about all, all, all year. This is the last year with, with guys like Manny Machado, with Adam Jones probably, with Zach Britton probably, with Brad Brock probably, maybe even with uh, Buck Showalter. And so – uh, if you want to have a chance to go after it, this is the year to go after it. And so I think it makes sense from the Orioles standpoint. It made sense all offseason that this would be the guy you, you go after. Yeah. Uh, it's just I was shocked that they went four years and that- after the whole Ubaldo, Yenyevani Gallardo. Like they've been burned enough by these pitching contracts that I thought they really – and Dan Duquette's stubborn. Uh, and Peter Angelos is even more stubborn. So I thought for sure that they were going to stay away from this. So I think this says a lot about – uh, the Orioles, how they feel about their team right now, that they can win now. Uh, and it also says about this organization, how they care about winning. So good, good job, organization. And, good job, Dan Duquette. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to get to with you. I don't. We don't need to break down Alex Cobb's stats because we all know he's better. He put up a 366 ERA last year when our rotation last year put up a 570 ERA. We know Alex I, Cobb makes his team a lot better. I want to talk a little bit about stats. Though, all right, well, we'll get to that. Things. Before yeah. we get to that then, I want to talk about the four years. Four, yeah. four years is a lot of years when we kept saying, sign Alex Cobb for one more run. Yeah, One more run is only one of those four years. What does this say about 2019, 2020, 2021? Does yeah, this I know, say, I know. You know, does that say maybe they do try to re-sign Scope? Because if you lose Manny, if you lose Britain, we have replacements for Britain. We have replacements for Adam Jones. They're not... They're not guaranteed, but we've got a farm system yeah. that, where we've got some outfielders. Does this mean that we can count on that window being open a little bit longer? I've been, I've been saying the window is open for more than a, a single year the, this whole time. I've been optimistic about the future of this team. And I know I'm like the only person in the world optimistic about the future of this team. But I saw no reason why losing Manny Machado, even if you lost Manny Machado, Adam Jones, and Zach Britton, I, I didn't think that meant that you had to blow up 2019. I mean, you still have a lot of good core players there. And honestly, when Manny Machado, Manny Machado, I know he's not on a, a long-term huge deal, but he's still making a lot of money this year. And so is right. Zach Britton with this arbitration nonsense. And, and so I think there's going to be a lot of money for the Orioles to spend next year 
when you lose Manny Machado and you lose Adam Jones and if you lose that, I mean, that's a lot of money. And so, and I think we have, we've seen Austin Hayes. Uh, Santander looks pretty good. We have Chancisco. We have Hunter Harvey coming up. All these guys could be contributors in 2019. And now you add Cobb to, to, to that mix. Now, listen, I don't know if they were assigned Cobb because they were looking at 2019 and 2020 or if Cobb just refused to do a one-year deal and this is the only way to get him for, two, for right. 2018. That's possible too, right? Well, yeah, because you got to also realize that Cobb could be traded in July as well. If they really want to implode, they could yeah. they could trade him. It's not a it's not a ridiculous contract for a pitcher if he pitches well. Yeah, I mean it's hard to trade a guy in the in the first year of a four year deal. Oh, totally, uh, totally but, get that. That's not what they plan. I don't think that they're not putting all this money out there to for this year. The four year deal means they they want this window to last. I, yeah. I I don't know what it means for Duquette and Buck. Yeah, and, and it. It, it was a tough offseason to watch as an Orioles fan, but at the end of the day, they, they did what we wanted them to do. And they added their stupid little platoon guys in the outfield, like Kobe Rasmus and Alex Presley, whatever, and Danny Valencia and Pedro Alvarez, because like that's Dan Duquette. He likes to do the, the, those moves, and that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, but but they needed to improve starting pitcher, uh, start yes. pitching. And, and last year, uh, dead last in starting pitching with Wade Miley and Hobato Menhez, and you replaced that with Kashner – and Cobb, I think that's more than an upgrade. It's a significant upgrade. And also, we, we saw uh, Mike Wright or Nestor Cortez was in line to be the, the fifth starter. And it's it's a, such a huge jump to replace Mike Wright with Oz Cobb. <laughs> exactly, yes. Chris Toman can be pushed back to being a fifth starter. And if he sucks, he then can be replaced by Mike Wright or Nestor Cortez. And so it just makes the whole team better. And this is exactly what this team needed. There was only one guy out in their free agency at this point that would fit our need. And the answer, I'm sorry, was not. I'm sorry to uh, um, to our guest a couple weeks ago. It was the answer was not R. A. Dickey. Uh, the Stan Charles. Yeah, Stan Charles. The answer was not R. A. Dickey, though. I think he's a fine no. player. The answer was Alex Cobb. It's been Alex and Cobb went, all along. Well, I thought it was Lance Land, and then when Lance Land got scooped up, Alex Cobb was the last guy left, and so uh, Alex Cobb was, was was the answer, and, and we and we got it. And so now, let's go. I'm ready. Let's go to to 2018. We got ourselves a baseball team. Let's have some fun. Yeah, um, a, a couple of things you want to get to this. You want to get to the stats, but real quick, another contract negotiation issue. Again, every time the Orioles make a sign in this offseason, what's the story that comes out? Who's the guy who got it done? Who was there? Yeah, I think they've been working on this deal for a while now. Right, right. But who's the guy there? As much as Duquette's there, who's the other guy whose name keeps coming up? Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson. What does this mean for Brady Anderson? With the fact that he's involved in any of these, all these deals, is it that he is the next GM? Is he taking Dan Duquette's job, or is it that he works well with Dan Duquette, and he happens to have the ear of Peter Angelos? Because I don't know if the Orioles get this deal for this money without Brady Anderson, and I don't think that because of the Brady talking to Cobb side, I think it's the Brady Angelos connection. I, I I have no idea of the inner workings, and I don't know. Has it been released that I mean, when Cashner was signed, Cashner came out and said about the conversations he had with Brady Anderson about the deal. I don't know if anything has actually been reported or said about uh, Brady Anderson being an integral part of this deal. But I mean, <laughs> and we we've seen this before with the Orioles that I guess because there's so many people involved, so it's likely that Brady Anderson was involved. It's likely that Dan Duquette was involved. It's likely that Peter Angelos involved. It was likely that Buck Showalter was involved. Heck, it's even possible that John Angelos was 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 involved. 
And you take all those people, all those kind of people who are all kind of in their own silos who you have to get separate approval for. And there's no wonder it takes us till the end of March, uh, nine days before opening day to get a deal done. I mean, right, this is, Orville struggled with this before getting deals done in time. So I think part of this is getting all your ducks in a row, especially for something big as like a four-year deal. So yeah, I'm sure Brady Anderson had a set. I'm also sure Dan Duquette has a set. And I bet Buck Showalter also had a set. Uh, and obviously, P- Peter Angelos is the guy who gave it the final okay. Right. So I think all these people had had approval, but uh, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, everything everything points to Brady Anderson as being the next general manager, as being the general manager in waiting. Uh, so I have every reason to believe that this was done uh, not cooperatively. Sounds like they're working together, and I don't know if Dan Duquette and Brady Anderson are working together, but I think it was done in agreement with, with one another. I guess you can put it that way. I mean, who would not want? I mean, everyone would agree that Oz Cobb makes the Orioles a better baseball team. Brady Anderson agrees with that. Dan Duquette agrees with that. Buck Show, I mean, everyone agrees. It was just a matter of getting the years and money right. Right, exactly. And, all right, uh, so four years, we went over that. We went over the sign-in. You want to get to a little bit of the, his stats? Well, just this. When we get in, when, and you guys are going to, when people break in and look at his pitching a little more closely, and you hear people from, from Tampa talk and you hear reporters talk, here's going to be the deal with Oz Cobb. He had a little bit of a down year last year compared to his heyday was that 2013, 2014. His pre-injury. Yeah, and then he had the Tommy John surgery. And then last year was kind of his full year back after that. And something that was missing last year that he had a couple years ago was this. You'll hear it called a splitter. You'll also hear it called a change-up. And you'll see it called a split change. Actually, I just read an article in Fangraphs about it. And they just called it the thing. They called the pitch the thing. And that was this kind of the split change-up that – Kind of, you know, it was a changeup that just dropped at, at once it got to the batter, and this was one of his best pitches in 2014 and 2013, and then in 2016 the pitch sucked. Or, I'm sorry, last year, 2017, the, the 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 pitch sucked. It didn't work, and so a lot of people are saying the success of Alex Cobb. Now last year he was still fine. Like last year he still would have been like our best pitcher. So even the cool thing about this is even a bad Alex Cobb is is better than, than <laughs> yes. like right. It's better yes. than most of our guys. Yes, but. If he gets this change of back, and if you look at other guys like Strasburg and other guys who come in off Tommy John surgery, I, apparently the change up comes back last. So you get your fastball back first, and then I guess because the movement of the elbow, the change up comes comes secondly. Um, and so uh, if Alex Cobb is able to kind of regain his his whatever splitter, split change, change up pitch, the thing, if he's able to regain that pitch like he did a couple years ago. Because you know, still working back from this Tommy John uh, injury, that he could turn into being a great pitcher. Because that's, I mean, when he was when he was in his heyday, right? And I know last, and you read his numbers last year, and they had a decent year last year. But if you go back to um, to 2013, when he had an ERA of 2.76, and in 2014, an ERA of 2.87, like he was one of the best pitchers in the game. Right. And last year he was just pretty good, but he wasn't one of the best pitchers in the game. So if he can get that splitter changeup back, I think he can get get back to the high level. And and then, I mean, who knows? The ceiling for Alex Cobb, like I think, I don't know who's going to be better this year, Lance Lowne or Alex Cobb, but the ceiling for Alex Cobb is higher because he's still kind of, I think he's still getting back from that from that injury. So it should be uh, it should be exciting to watch. And, and, and that's something to watch. Watch this changeup. Does the changeup really drop? Does the changeup become an effective pitch for him? Because if it does, uh, this could be a really exciting year for Alex Cobb and for the Orioles. Right. Uh, I'm on the... Uh... I recorded a little bit before we did this for the Locked On Orioles podcast with our friend Justin McGuire. 
Yeah, and he sure. uh, he brought up the fact that uh, are we should we be concerned about Alex Cobb coming off Tommy John? And I think the fact that he pitched really well last year for me that gives me confidence not only on him personally for recovery, but I like the idea of having a guy in a veteran in our rotation that has gone through Tommy John, who's now pitching well after Tommy John, who's going to be around Dylan Bundy and Hunter Harvey and these guys who have also had Tommy John. You sure. think there's a benefit there? Yeah, I think, and, and another thing, if you read up on Alex Cobb, he's real into, he, he's a sabermetric nerd. He's a sabermetrician. He's into the stats. Okay, anti-Trumbo. Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, no, because Trumbo's into the stats too, big time too. No, Trumbo's in launch see- angle. Yes, and Trumbo said that ruined his season last year, so he's not okay, looking he at it anymore. He focused, he focused too much. He, on, yeah, yeah. He, he said launch angles crap. Yeah, after he spent the whole previous offseason working on his launch exactly. angle. Exactly. Um, so, but I, but I think it's good. I think it's good to have a guy who knows uh, which pitches are most effective for him, um, to, to, to know about some of those stats. And I, I hope that too, right, that veteran pitcher. So, so, so now, like, if you look at the – we have Andrew Kashner, veteran. Uh, we have Alex Cobb, a veteran to work with two younger pitchers and Kevin Gossman and Dylan Bundy. Uh, and then you have Chris, Chris Tillman, who you just hope is not a dumpster fire. Um, so I think with, with that, that combination, that blend of veteran and young pitchers is kind of what you want to have in a rotation. So yeah, I, I, I like how that's right. Up. And then we won't see him. I would imagine not until the, what do you think? The end of April, middle of April. I mean, he won't be ready by opening day. So if, if before, uh, I think we've heard March 1st to be ready for opening day. So now if you're looking at March 20th, I would guess he's going to be ready three weeks after opening day, which gives good, a good two, three weeks, two, three starts for uh, Tillman and Mike Wright Jr. to prove who can be the fifth guy. You don't think so? You're shaking, I, I your, you're shaking your head. That doesn't work on the podcast. No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, that's not meant, that's meant just, just a little sneak peek for our Facebook people that I'm about to say something that really contradicts what you just said. I, I don't know what, what shape, I don't know how this works. Like what kind of shape is Alex Cobb in? Has he even thrown sim, 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 simulation games in the off season? Um, has he been like, has he been participating in baseball activities to be ready to come in and throw five innings at a spring training game? I don't know if, I don't know if that's true or not. But I would imagine he's going to be on the fast track to get to Camden Yards as quickly as possible. And I don't see him taking. I don't think. I don't think Mike Wright is going to get two or three starts. I hope not, at least. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, maybe you can maneuver where um, Cobb is your. Um, he's arguably, and I would argue, he's now become the best pitcher on the team. But he's not going to right. be the opening day starter. He's going to. He's going to be at the back end of the rotation. But if you can finagle to have him. I don't know, miss the first week, but then make a start in the second week of the season. I think that's something that's realistically doable. Um, but I don't want I don't want Mike Wright to start a single game. And so I think you have to – I don't know what their order schedule is like, like if they have off days where they can make this work with Alex Cobb without throwing Mike Wright. Um, but I, I don't want – I don't think Mike Wright will start a single game. Um, so I th- hopefully, I'm hoping yeah. that Alex Cobb is on the fast track here and doesn't have to do three weeks of spring training to, to be ready. Right. I hope not. Um Let's see. Do you know what? Uh, do you know what this sound is? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's either people laughing or people crying. I'm not sure. So I, I typed Alex Cobb into YouTube, and there's there's two videos that popped up. Yeah. One is this video. 
which is <laughs> him proposing by using dolphins to propose to his, I guess, now wife. Okay. And the That's other, cute. Yeah. And the other is, of course, one of the worst injuries we've ever seen in baseball. Alex Cobb taking the, the ball to the head. Mm, yeah. So those, those are the two, uh, two things that come up. Um, anything else uh, about Alex Cobb before we close out this little bonus special episode? Just a couple of things going on in the chat room. There's a lot of, a lot of chat in the chat room. Um, uh, let's see here. Jacob says, I'm not confident we can make the wild card. John says 89 wins this year. Uh, Jacob tells you to stop being a downer. I think at the beginning, I was just saying, Jacob says stop being a downer. I was just saying some people are going to argue that we're just kind of treadling and mediocre. But I, I mean, I think this is obviously anyone who argues that the Orioles spent too much money or that this was in some way a bad move, like block their Twitter account. Like don't just like don't just right. block them. Block them. Yeah, we got to praise Dan Ducat again. As, yeah, as much yeah. as people like to hate him, praise him again on this one. Um, uh, Fred, Fred, Fred in the in the in the in the Facebook chat room says Cobb and Cashner deals replace Hardy and Ubaldo financially. If that isn't better spent money, I don't know what it is. That's nice. Um, yeah, and just having I, I I think we can't underestimate the power that having Jimenez and Miley off this team. How much you know, kind of the addition by subtraction. Um, how much not having Miley and Jimenez is going to make this team better. So I think that's, I think it's huge. I think it's good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm excited. I'm optimistic for this, for the direction where we're headed. Jimmy reminds us that tonight's podcast is brought to us by loop league. I don't know if this bonus episode is, is yeah, this is, is brought that. to you by loop league as well. <laughs> Go follow loop league on Twitter. We're not going to get into everything right now, but uh, we like loop league. The our feeds always brought to you by loop league. So go on over there. And people like when I say loop league, like a hundred times. So loopleague.com, loop league on Twitter. Yeah, and then Jacob wants to know early predictions for how many wins Cobb gets this season. Next week. Unless okay, you want and to, then, I mean, yeah. let's do it for next week. I'm so glad we we always wait until the last episode to uh, give our predictions because if you gave your predictions in a show yesterday, you're wrong. Things, oh, you are wrong. Things changed. How many – I saw some people posting on Twitter that uh, Alex Cobb is a difference in like five wins for the, for the Orioles. Yeah, and I, I have – I saw four. I, okay, four. I have a hard time believing. I don't understand how these nerds' minds work. I have a hard time believing that replacing Alex Cobb, replacing Mike Wright with Alex Cobb gets us four more wins. I tried to do I the same math. I tried to do the same math. It, it's, to me, it seems like it's at least six to eight, minimum. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I think a lot of the nerds are thinking, okay, this is like war. This is, the, this is how much war this guy brings to the table. And uh, compared to maybe an above replacement level guy or a replacement level guy, but I think Mike Wright would be or Nestor Cortez as a starter would probably be below replacement. Right. So I, I, I question, I question all the all the sides. And I don't know, Josh. Prediction show. Why would we do a prediction show two weeks before the season? Like why? Of course we do it. The, the show of course. The- I'm just saying. Some people put out their predictions on Tuesday night. Yes, last night, and those guys are now wrong. We do ours next week. Oh, I see what's going on here. I thought you were talking about our podcast, but you were just trying to throw really hard shade at another podcast. All right, Josh, I'm going to back off, let you throw your shade at other podcasts who already did the prediction show. Uh, I want to focus on us, on what we're doing, on Section 336, but you you can spend the time. This is two episodes in two days for us. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations, Josh, for not making any corny jokes about Cobb, too, for this this entire bonus episode. Uh, Yes, I avoided all of the... uh... 
the corn jokes. Now that's going to be uh, uh, how long into the season do you think that continues? Is that a a four years we're going to deal with this? The corny jokes. Yeah, the corny jokes. Now yeah. they're just going to be stalking around. Well, you're going to have to have your ears open for them because they're going to be coming at you uh, the entire season. No, I'm already I'm already sick of it. I'm already sick of Twitter and Cobb. I'm already. Can we get a guy with a better name than Cobb? Cobb has to change his last name. If I see more one more corn emoji, if I see one more corn emoji in my feed, I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, yeah, in your feed, yes, but there may be a new Section 336 t-shirt coming out. What, it was just an ear of corn on there? Uh, yes, with a cob of corn. Yeah, and Jimmy right now is on the, the Facebook chat room, and he's doing my least favorite thing. He's mi- mixing up coconuts, my favorite thing, with, with ears of corn emojis, my least favorite thing. So I'm already, now, now I'm annoyed. I'm, I, I was so excited about the signing. Now just because he's emojis, I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit annoyed. But no, I'm all, all I'm on board. I can't wait for next week's show, the prediction show. Um, I can't wait to tell you how many. It's not a, just a matter of if Thor is going to win the American League East. I'm going to tell you how many games they're going to win the American League East by now that they have Alex Cobb in their starting rotation. How much does Alex Cobb change your bold prediction? It changes my predictions for the standings and Orioles records. Yes, mine too. Bold, bold predictions. I might need to make an Alex Cobb bold prediction now because I already have my bold predictions and I assumed. <laughs> I, I, right. It would have been a bold prediction last week to predict that Alex Cobb would be signed. I, was gonna say, I still can't believe they're right. signed. That, that was my bold prediction. My bold prediction was Alex Cobb in black and orange. So. Yeah, this is this is this is insane. But I mean, I'm, I'm as surprised now as I was. I think the last time I was just surprised was when they signed Chris Davis. Just because I never thought the organization would spend that much money, and you can criticize the deal as being good or bad, but they spent like they they spent a ton yes. of money. To keep Chris Davis, and I was shocked by that. When they re-sign, really, the resign, the extension, yeah, the the, the resign, um, and I, I was a little bit surprised by the, but when they signed about Jimenez, but I thought, you know what, that kind of makes makes sense. But after getting burned by about Jimenez, I thought, and they said it as much. They said as much. We're never going to go down this road again with four year yes. contract certain pitchers because it was an albatross around the Orioles' next those four years with about Jimenez, and now all of a sudden they, they did it again, and we have every reason to believe that Alex Cobb will be better than Ovaldo Jimenez. But I still didn't think the Orioles would do it. Right. So props to Peter Angelos. Props to Dan Duquette. Now let's go win a World Series. Yeah, let's get the season started. Less than two I'm, weeks I'm away. Ready. I'm when's ready. Opening day? When's opening day? When's opening day to be tomorrow? Nine days. Nine right. days. So yeah, Let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, that's it for our bonus show, all on Alex Cobb. You can, like always, go find us on section336.com. And Matt, on Twitter, what's your Twitter handle? Section 336. And mine is at Josh Roca. Make sure to uh, like it on Facebook. Check out the video. Share the video and help spread the word as we are nine days away from opening day. Let's go O's. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. With any dream, the wind won't always be at your back. The sun won't always be shining. And some rain is going to fall. American Family Insurance is like a good solid roof that you can trust to protect your biggest dreams. With plans that could save you up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto. Also, you can continue to dream fearlessly, no matter what comes your way. 
American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at AmFam.com. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, assigned its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Love, love, love.